Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party when your host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Woo, what a day, what a day. How are you, Kettle? I'm fine. I had to turn my air conditioner on today. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, this is a crazy winter. Yeah, it's not winter, it's the global warming stuff. What's up with you, Papa? Nothing much. Just living the dream, you know. All right. <laughs> January, January is uh, slowly creeping up out of here. It sure take is. A, uh, yeah. Take a good look at that calendar, because you're about to flip that page. For sure. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right, Papa Didi. What's the opening topic for tonight? Roundtable chat. What you got? You know, the open topic for me tonight that I want to speak on for a minute around the table is just the last two weeks of uh, weather. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the last two weeks. Let's go back just. Two Fridays ago, okay, where it was just, the snow came out of nowhere and just handicapped the shit out of everybody. I know it got me a little bit. I'm out there shoveling like a maniac, and, and I was up in New Jersey where it was, you know. But we think about just two weeks, just the last two weeks of everything we had to deal with, and the rain, and then the snow, and then the freezing-ass weather, and just you know, it just popped out of nowhere and just cha- it woke us up to welcome to what the winter could be. Right. I mean, even though today was like seventy degrees in the DMV, but it was still overcast and raining and everything up north in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. But uh, I heard that down here it was seventy-five, eighty degrees. Yeah, I think some areas in the DMV hit close to eighty. Yeah, but that's a far cry on when we was chopping that 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 snow and that ice and that freezing ass weather. What do you what was well, your, I mean, what was your survival rate? I, I go back part? to what Kettle just said: global warming, climate change, all of it. I feel bad for the people in the south. They've been getting the floods. You know, they they've been cars washing out. They said some streets look like a river. Because it just, rain just came down so heavy and so fast that it was just unbelievable. So we're getting, you know, snow one day, rain the next, then it's warm, then it's hot, then it's cold, and then it rains. I mean, all of the 
irregular changes, but in the South, they're getting hit with all kind of storms and floods and that that I don't understand how anybody can say climate change is not real. That that's my take on it. What you think about this flip flop weather, Kettle? I think we're in the snow globe for real. I think somebody's up there just shaking us and say, Okay, it's gonna snow today, tomorrow's gonna be sunshine. I just never seen weather change, like Papa said, this drastically. Um, yeah. You know, from 14 degrees to 80. It was 80 here in the district. We broke a record. I think we weren't mm-hmm. like this since 2018, they said, I think. Um, so, wow. yeah, we, we broke a, a record. I mean, yeah. these months are going to start changing, huh? And we in uh, April now. <laughs> You know, um, it's crazy, but as my mama and my grandmama would say, look, this pneumonia weather, so you better still wrap up. <laughs> and, yeah, that's um, a good point. I saw yeah. people out jogging in shorts and T-shirts yeah. and things, and I thought, mm, I don't know. I know it feels mm-hmm. good, but don't get fooled. Yeah, it don't take long for yeah. people to kind of drop their guard and start, you know. Right, right. Especially, especially them little chicks that think they're so sexy, you know. They they throw on all that flamboyant, bougie, show my legs and pop my cleavage out and all kinds of shit, you know. What are you going to do? Well, they got to air it out. But then, <laughs> yeah, but then, then we, we open ourselves up, like you said, for, um, for colds and diseases and things like that. So, you know, me, I've learned to layer. You know, I got... Three thin layers, but I'm layered, so if I need to peel off, I can't. But I yeah, homie don't play that. I just, yeah, I just don't play that. Got to layer up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, if you're ready to get to the rundown, Kettle, the floor is yours. What do we oh. have on tonight's docket? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Miss Redwine. Appreciate that. Um, uh, in focus, uh, thank you for that, Papa. That was pretty good, uh, opening with the weather. Uh, I'm quite sure some folks might chime in later about it. Um, in focus, Alabama executes a man with nitrogen gas. Also, Texas judge sets trial date over suspicion of students for dreadlocks. And trial of Jennifer Crumpley, mother of Oxford High School shooter. Also, our cocktail of the week. We got a pretty good one for you for this uh, warm weather. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we got to lighten it up for that weird news. Kentucky City beams message into space. Also, world's smallest escape room is a coffin. And, okay. And Utah team facing charges after allegedly taping fish to ATM. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, you change your tune real quick. Living for the city with Papa Didi. Hollywood wrap up with Keto, of course. The kiss it list and the last words. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is Keto. And this is red wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. 
we find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. All right, welcome back to the John Perry. When you host Papa D, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All righty, it's time to go in focus. And Kettle, you're in position one. Well, what is your in focus tonight? Well, this is um, this is kind of unusual here. This is this is kind of baffled me. This Alabama uh, man was executed with um, this new type of nitrogen gas. Um, Alabama executed a convicted murderer with nitrogen gas, putting him to death with the first of its kind method that once uh, again placed the U.S. at the forefront of the debate over capital punishment. So the state said the method would be humane, but critics called it cruel and experimental. Um, Kenneth Eugene Smith was 58, was pronounced dead on 825 at an Alabama prison after breathing pure nitrogen gas through a face mask to cause oxygen deprivation. It marked the first time that a new execution method has been used in the United States since the lethal injection uh, was introduced in 1982. Um, I'm not sure what they, you know, what the lethal injection was at that time. I'm not sure what it was. But this is like a gas-type substance that they use on the, um, after, say, 22 minutes, um, he was pronounced um, deceased. So, hmm, this is, I don't know. What what do you guys think on this? This is interesting. So do you think maybe his family may decide to come after uh, the state, Alabama, for doing this? Uh, making him, like, I guess, quote unquote, guinea pig, or um, you know, calling it inhumane, so to speak. I mean, the judge gave him the death penalty. If they were going to, if his family was going to, you know, appeal or protest uh-huh. it or whatever, I would think they mm-hmm. would have done it prior to that. Mhm. 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 I mean, what, whatever he did to put him in that situation, he did what he did. I think, didn't he murder what? somebody? Uh, Elizabeth Senate. This was March was 18, 1988. Oh. oh, okay. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. This woman was only 40, 45 years old. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because that's about how old the children are now, and uh, them things. Mm-hmm. What, does it say when uh, when when they killed her? What year that happened? Or nineteen eighty eight, March eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight. 
Mm-hmm. So after up. 30 years, yeah. Yep. But it wasn't it her husband that was involved in uh, hiring the guy? I don't know the particulars, no. I, I thought I, I, I heard that her husband, the woman's husband, hired this man who just was put to death mm-hmm. uh, to kill her. Yeah, I know it was some kind of murder for hire. And they had the family on mm-hmm. there talking about their mom and all. And Yeah, I think it was her husband that oh, hired okay. the $1,000 killing for hire. I mean, I paid $1,000? That's crazy to kill yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Back in 88, $1,000 was worth a little more. I $1,000 was like about five grand back then. That's, that's just that, crazy. That still seems awfully low for murder yeah, for hire. Yeah, I mean, I need $1,000. I mean, unless this guy had some criminal record or something, he just had no... Um, remorse for life. So I guess he got what he deserves. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to follow the story. Like I said, if his family tries to, you know, come back and say, um, "You gotta use him as a guinea pig," yada yada yada, you know. So. Yeah. Well, they yeah, said that. You, you said that was the first time they've ever used this particular type of. Um, Gas or is it a gas? It's not a gas. What is it? Nitrogen gas. Yeah. So he's oh, it is a it gas. Over his, over his nose, you know, like the oxygen thing, you know. Yeah, he's gone, you know, for 22 minutes, it said. So. Um, I still wow. think just those processes are inhumane. I mean, you know, you looking at somebody die, you know, you open the curtain, watching somebody die. I can't, I can't do that. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always thought that's a that's a wild thing, you know, because you have a certain mm-hmm. number of people that are allowed to witness these types right. of executions. Right. I, I don't understand why would you. I don't know. I just can't imagine. I'm with you on that one, Kel. Even if this person had, you know, taken the life of my loved one, I don't want to watch this person die. You can just tell me after the fact if that's what the state does. Mm-hmm. Just tell me that it's done or something. I I wouldn't want to watch it. Right, it's crazy. It's just, I don't know. Yep, something I couldn't do. But, yeah, like I said, it'd be interesting to follow this, you know, if there's any follow-up uh, articles mm-hmm. on this later, see if the family says anything about it. But that's, that's a long time, since 88. Mm-hmm. He was on death row for that long. I mean that that's what blows my mind the 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 process of death being on death row, and it takes that long to, you know, to I don't know. Well, to give they I mean, you know they tried to execute him like a year ago by uh-huh. lethal injection, I believe, and mm. it didn't it didn't work out. Something happened with the vein; they couldn't find a vein. When they tried to hook up the IV. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. I guess this was the second attempt. Okay. Yeah, they they also said at this time they they couldn't go the uh, injection route because they couldn't get a a pharmacist to issue it because nobody wanted that on their their name. Oh, yeah, it got deep. No, I'm not sure. You know, they probably, 
would go. I don't know where they get the medicine from, but I'm sure they got to get it from somewhere, and nobody wanted to sign yeah. off on. Oh, know? wow! You ain't, wow! Ain't like you writing the guy a prescription, you know? Mm-hmm. So gas, wow. I guess you just got to turn a tank on or something, you know? Wow. But they said it was wow. ugly though when they did it, you know, because as soon as they put that gas in you, boy, you're going through all kind of. And then they put a mask on your face and they fill the mask up with the gas. Right. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it had to be. Sounds a, really brutal. It had to be a mess. It had to be a damn mess. I mean, a mess. That does sound right. like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, it was a mess. Right. Yeah, so. But he killed yeah, somebody. Yeah, so. got what he deserved, but yeah. Read what you so. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm.
no, I don't care about Crown Act. Your hair violates the school dress code and grooming policy. So we're going to see who wins out. Um, he's got a, there's a family member who's an activist. Uh, her name is Candace Matthews. She's criticizing the school superintendent. His name is uh, Poole, last name Poole, saying that it's very dangerous for Superintendent Poole, who has no business having any kind of oversight of children and their educational journey. And I agree. I mean, when it comes to what your hair looks like, like if it's not creating a problem for the kids to learn and get their schoolwork done, it's not distracting anybody. So what is the superintendent's problem? Are you just a racist? Is that your issue? If it mm-hmm. is, you need to go get help for that. But leave this young man alone. So now lawsuits have been filed. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just going to say there's lawsuits filed by the um, the school to to get some clarification on the Crown Act and whether it's a factor <laughs> within the law. And the Daryl George's family has filed a lawsuit in September against Governor Abbott and the state's attorney, uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, for allegedly mm-hmm. not enforcing the Crown Act. Mm-hmm. Now, what were you going to say, Kettle? My thing is, uh, at 99 things to worry about, and that should be one of them. Like you said, these kids are going to school to learn. You worry about somebody's hair. Mm-hmm. That is so sad, and 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 it just distracts the um, student. Um, is he still a student there, or last year, or you graduated, or what? No, he's he's suspended, so he hasn't even been able to finish school now. Mm-hmm. My my thing he's is, I mean, I, I know the principal of everything, but my thing is, I ain't got time for this. My child needs to learn. He needs to be in school, and I'm going to move him somewhere else. I can still do my little lawsuit or whatever over here, but guess what? He's going somewhere else on my home school. I ain't got time for that. I agree. It's just, it's just so sad. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, yeah, I, I would call him on Papa G. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm assuming with him being 18, he probably mm-hmm. is a senior, and his mother wants him to just be able to finish. Right. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. But see, my thing is, 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 is we have to continue to prove ourselves all the time. I hate to say it, but this is, a, as they say, a white man's world, and we as uh, African Americans have to continue to prove ourselves on a daily basis. Am I right, Papa? You kind of quiet. Yeah, already. you're right. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I don't. I just don't. I don't understand what somebody else's hair has anything to do with principals and superintendents. When you got all these people of all these mixed races and everything, and people are just who they are. You know, I mean, if you, if you're, if you're Troy Polamalu, Troy Polamalu, and you, you're from the, where them guys from over there in. Uh, uh-huh. The Polynesian Islands—they—they grow mm-hmm. hair like a oh my god! Yeah, like a chia pet. Yeah, yeah they're chia pet. <laughs> yeah, and funny. it all depends. Yeah, on, right. Usually, the ones that are complaining are your regular, 
you know, guy who's bald on the top and got a little bit of hair on the side and the comb over and everything. And, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not right with himself. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a bunch of haters. And plus, if if you go around the school and 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 everybody, all the girls is liking the, the little black dude, you know, and he's yeah, handsome and yeah. everything and talented, plays basketball mm-hmm. and all that. What are you hating on him from the damn beginning? So. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. his hair is neatly pinned up. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's got, you know, looking like a hornet's nest or something that looks like a health code violation. The nice, neat mm-hmm. young man is minding his own daggone business. And right. he spoke me to mm-hmm. do the same. Mm-hmm. But, and to me, that's a that's a traumatic experience for a child. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he's old enough to know what's going on, but then later on in life, it's going to affect him and say it. It just has to happen like this. But, uh, Absolutely. Because yeah. they're basically mm-hmm. trying to tell him that being your natural self is not good enough. And that's not fair. So we're going to keep it moving. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. Really? Yes, sir. It's your turn. All right, let's uh, focused on tonight. Let's talk about them people that uh, their sons killed them people up at that Oxford school, and they were just totally oblivious to everything. And now in the courtroom, they're looking dumb as hell because they 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 got all kind of tapes and text messages, and and the mother she was just so. I mean, this boy was a he was becoming a nutcase right before their eyes, and they didn't see it up until the day when he. Took the gun. Then the guy gonna get all excited, like he's all nosing. The gun is missing. Oh my God, where is the gun? He heard about a shooting at a school. Now he's worried about whether it's his son or not. And you look and see the gun is gone. And he yells out, "Oh, the gun is missing!" But you know, if you look at his trial that's going on now, uh, the mother is getting trialed. She she's on trial now, and then the father will be trialed in March, which is rightly so, you know for these cats that want to shoot up people and still think they're supposed to live after the fact. You know, he's walking around all shackled up and everything. He got, he already got life without parole and all. So, mm-hmm. and her name is Jennifer Crumbly. She's the mother of the Oxford high school shooter. The child of uh, Jennifer Crumbly, the mother of the, of the shooter continued today with the second day of testimony. It started with a, a debate over whether or not the shooter and his uh, psychiatric, his psychiatric, with his psychiatric problem, would he be able to testify? I mean, what the hell is he going to say? He shot the people and all. Was you going to testify on your mother's behalf? I don't think they're going to let him do that. Defense attorney, her name is uh, Shannon Smith. She wanted to, them to uh, testify due to specific text messages being shown in the trial. I tell you nowadays, you know, text messages are very, uh, you know, permissible. So don't. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't think when you text somebody nowadays, you know, be careful because I'm, I'm out of that. Yeah, I'm out of that fast. I tell you, there was a time, and, and I can admit it too, back when I was, you know, young and good looking. You know, man, I would I would text ladies stuff and be pissed off at them, and I'd throw some ratchet shit out there, you know what I mean, and keep it moving because, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was Mr. Look So Good. I didn't give a shit. And you think back on how cold-blooded you were. And I've even, as I got older, find an old cell phone and read some of my texts and be like, God 
damn, I was a cold-blooded motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, you can laugh at it now. But today, whew, them text messages in the court of law will throw your ass under the bus. Literally, yeah. literally throw you under the bus. And you really got to watch yeah. nowadays what you do, what you say. You got to watch your excitement. You got to watch everything about everything, no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're a, even because there's so many situations. Mm-hmm. In this case, is relative to what I'm saying. Just just to say you was a you know a car service, you know, whether it be Uber, Lyft, and everything like that. You know, conversation is a natural thing. Conversation is based on the environment that you put yourself in. You know, once you start talking and things like that, nowadays with the Trump element, a conversation can go, can go south real quick, especially with people that are ignorant that you think that you've given them. You're trying to, most of us who are a person of a certain age and are raised by people with a level of decency, we try to talk to people and we try to throw some of our, our mama and grandmama's terms and, and mama and grandmama's beliefs and things like that. But then you, you run across some people that are Trump lovers and they ain't trying to hear none of that shit. You know what I mean? They're the complete polar opposite. You know what I mean? They're like, you couldn't say a damn thing to brighten their day. No matter how hospitable you're trying to be and you driving them to their destination and you're looking at rear view mirror and they're crabby as fuck. <laughs> and ain't nothing you can do about it. It's so sad. But anyway, getting back to the situation here, you know, so... They're trying to, uh, these people can get a possibility of like 20 years in jail for neglect because all of it happened simultaneously within the same time frame where the boy got suspended for drawing some real wicked stuff in his book. And the teacher told the principal, and they called him to the principal's office, and they called the teacher, the parents up there, and they kept him in school. And the whole time he had the gun with him. Then mm. he got pissed off and all, and he went back to class, and all of a sudden, and then a couple of hours later, that's when the shooting started. So the parents was up at the school before it happened. And then once they go back home and everything, they're hearing about it happening. And he gets on the phone down 911. Oh, my son, uh, the gun is gone. The gun is gone. Well, motherfucker, how often do you check on the gun? You know? Mm-hmm. He went up to the damn school. You knew he had the gun. And then was a statement where his mother mm-hmm. said something when he was, on the, he was on the computer looking for bullets at one time. And the mother was quoted saying, like, you got you to gotta stop getting caught. Whatever you're doing, you know, mm. you, you – I mean, she just – Yeah, that I was I mean, crazy. she just said a lot of wild shit that was like, damn, mm-hmm. you just supporting this child. And he's telling them that he's seeing illusions and he's losing his mind and he's he, – different demons are talking to him and nobody done anything. And the end result was four mm. dead kids up at that school. And it's a damn shame where these parents were so neglectful that when the evidence came up and the text messages came out, they had to do nothing but send them to the trial. And they just two typical poor white trash asses. And what gets me is that people live so dismal and they're such poor white trash. How the fuck can you afford a five hundred dollar gun? And this you know, kid was only 15. 15 years old at the time. Like, why are you buying him a gun? Buy him a gun. That was his gift. His gift, like, oh, here you go, big time, here you go, big shot, here my big boy, my big boy, yeah, my that's, big that's, beautiful son. That's, that's probably how they grew up, same thing. Their daddy or whatever gave them a gun at 15, so he said yeah, he was shit brain. Yeah, he, he was shit brain crazy, so. Yeah, that boy mm-hmm. had a lot of issues. 
Because he, um, I saw on the news where he told uh, or text a friend of his that he tried to tell his mother that he needed help, that something wasn't right mm-hmm. within him. And he told his mm-hmm. friend his mother laughed at him. Mm. I'm like, what kind mm. of mess? Well, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. I guess all the mother and father nut case. Trigger down yeah, it was pretty, pretty sad. It is sad. It's sad. Yeah, that's a sad, mm-hmm. very sad situation. Well, those parents need to go to jail just for neglectfulness. Yeah, they will. They Anytime this young man is telling you, I'm hearing things, I'm seeing things, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with me, I need help. And y'all out horseback riding, ignoring him, laughing, mm-hmm. all this kind of stupid stuff, and then he goes and kills four other kids? Mm-hmm. No. Well, that's what the um, unfortunately that's what the district needs to adopt something like that. The child is responsible, and the parents should be responsible as well. You know, they should put them on, on trial because these uh, young folks here, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, they're repeat offenders. They slap them on the yeah. wrist, put them somewhere for about a couple of months, and then they write back out there doing the same stuff. So they going back and forth on some type of bill for the district. Stop BSing and do something. I'm just getting tired of you talking and talking and talking. Do something. You know, just, just shut up and do something. So that's my Kettle, you yeah. just reminded me of another topic mm-hmm. regarding the district, um, this mm-hmm. push to make employees come back to the office. I saw um, some folks on the news discussing that, and they brought up Mm -hmm. a good point. They said that Mm -hmm. some of the employees are saying part of the reason they don't want to come back is because of the violence Mm -hmm. in the district. They were saying, I don't want to put my life in my hands to come back to work. When, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be walking down the street on your way to or from the office, you could get carjacked. Mm -hmm. You could get jumped. You could get shot. Because the district doesn't seem to have a good handle on all this random violence. No. And some Thank of the you. employees are mm-hmm. saying that alone is telling me mm-hmm. I can work from home and at least I won't risk my life to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, they I'm, have I'm a mention, I'm, Right. I'm going to mention this and we can, we can move on. But they just broke into what bashed the glass out of 50 cars in Northwest D.C. Now what you going to do? 50 cars in one neighborhood. Now what you going to do? This this is just just getting outrageous. You know, we'll start walking a picket line and some more stuff. These neighbors are going to get tired of this stuff. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. See, that's just senseless vandal. Right, he was just going down on a motor scooter, like the little... um, the thing and just bashing them the the the, um, the cars. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's take a break. We need a break. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll take a break, and we're coming back yeah. on the other side of the break with a well-deserved cocktail of the week on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. Living just enough, just enough. Okay, well, why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you dang ride me. Uh, yes, sir, we Friday night at 9. Pajama 
Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Yeah, oh, call? Oh, okay. yes, uh, call us at 914-803-4306. And press one. And press one to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject of your own. We're, we're, we're easy. Hear from you. We're liberal. We're easy. Eastern time. Eastern time. We're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. West, West Coast. And uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains? Or <laughs> in the, yeah, 7 in the mountains. Uh, around Michigan. Central. Michigan and New Orleans and all that. We're like an hour back. Yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to the John Party. My name is Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for the cocktail of the week with Kettle. All right. What you got for us this week, Kettle? Well, since we had a 80 day today, why not? We're going to go into the gin family. This Ooh. is called the cucumber rose gin spritz. I think you're even like this one, Papa. A classic combination of gin, lemon, and club soda gets a refreshing twist with cucumber, basil, and black uh, cardamom-infused syrup. Cardamom-infused syrup is uh, an Indian vanilla. Hmm. Hello. Dried rose petals add a subtle floral flavor and um, act as a beautiful garnish. So our ingredients are one and a half ounces of savory gin. Uh, My favorite is Bombay Sapphire. Uh, one and a half teaspoons of uh, cucumber, basil, and cardamom syrup. One and a half teaspoons of fresh lemon juice. That's one lemon. Ice cubes, two tablespoons of club soda, uh, Persian cucumber strips, and um, dried rose petals. That's the garnish, of course. Uh, we're going to combine the gin, the syrup, and the lemon juice in a Boston cocktail shaker. Not a DC, but a Boston. <laughs> Fill shaker with ice cubes. Cover and shake vigorously until well chilled. Hello. Uh, strain into a cognac nectar glass. Fill with ice cubes. Top with club soda. Garnish with the cucumber strips and the dried rose petals. Yep. And that is the cucumber rose gin spritz. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think I'll have two. <laughs> Hello. That's Hello. nice. All right, mm-hmm. Kettle, thank you. That's the Cocktail of the Week brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. You can visit them at DC homegrown.com, and you can find that cocktail and many, many, many others at apajamaparty.com 
and click on Cocktails or Cocktails of the Week. All righty. Uh, let's see. I'm going to kick it over to you, Papa Didi. What's popping? Hmm. Already, huh? Already. What's popping? Well. What's popping? I tell you what. This is the weekend for football here. I tell you what. This is going to be uh, the time of the movers and the shakers. So you need to get prepared. They're down to the final four. Two in the two in the AFC and two in the NFC, which is the two different uh, conferences that go for the Super Bowl. So they're down to two teams each. It all starts on Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon. You got the Kansas City Chiefs who seem to be there all the time. I don't give a damn what happens. They manage a way to get in there. And they're playing the Baltimore Ravens. Lord have mercy. Mm. Hey. Okay. It's black on black, half black. How about that? You got Action Jackson facing Mahomes. Unbelievable game. And that's at 3 o'clock to determine... Who's going to represent the American Conference for the Super Bowl? And on the other side, you got the Detroit Lions, where everybody is freaking out over this because that team ain't been shit for years, like 30 years. Last time they was good is when my man played for them. And uh, so it's really coming around. They're trying to make something happen. And uh, they're going up against the 49ers. So you got Detroit Lions and the 49ers. That game comes on at 6.30 Sunday night. So the game's at 3 o'clock on CBS. Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Playing in Baltimore. And at 6.30, you got the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers playing in San Francisco. So, that's going to determine from those four teams playing what two is going to the Super Bowl. So, by mm, I would say by around that game started six. By 9.30, 10 o'clock at night on Sunday night, you'll know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Alright? Okay. I just wanted to put it out there. Let you know what was up. Me and myself, if I had to make predictions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard to bet against Mahomes because you know he's a show off and he's a you know he, he thinks he's a shit because he is a shit. But uh, I'm going for Action Jackson because I want the brother to be complete. There you go. You know? mm-hmm. I'm going for Action Jackson. I hope he could do something. And I'm also going for Detroit. I, I but I, my prediction was that the uh, Super Bowl was going to be um, the 49ers. And I didn't even say the Kansas City Chiefs. Who did I say it was? I think he said before, Baltimore and the 49ers. Right, Baltimore and the 49ers. That's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm what? switching up. 
I'm still taking Baltimore, but I'm I'm going. I got to go for Detroit because I just think that blue collar city deserves the opportunity. And they they're a bunch of blue collar workers, and uh, so let's just go. You know, let's see what's up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. For Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit yeah. has been in a losing streak long enough. They deserve oh, sure. a win. I still want Baltimore to win. <laughs> Everybody's purple down today. Even though you want Detroit to win with that NFC game, San Francisco is a mm-hmm. bad motherfucker. Yeah. You cannot mm-hmm. count them that. That on Debo is bad. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, even though people want, 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 it just seems to me that in all actuality and realization, Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is going to find a way. Yeah, he mm-hmm. always and I think And I think San Francisco is going to find a way to get past Detroit. You know, I think Baltimore and, and Detroit got good intentions, but I think mm-hmm. San Francisco end up beating yeah. Detroit, and I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to end up beating them. No, we'll see. They, they've been there. They're the defending uh, champions, so they know what to do. I, but, I, I think Mahomes is going to crack. That's what I feel. He's going to crack. Because he's been, he been having some episodes, and I think he's going to crack. As long as Lamar Jackson does not, he needs to stay in the pocket. He scrambles too much for me. He runs too much. He gets the yardage, gets the point. But they are going to probably try to injure him. I know they are. So, that's, you know, that's oh, the yeah, record. So, yeah. But if he stay in the pocket, he'll be fine. It's going to be a good game overall. Yeah, yeah, Sunday's a beastly time. That's, that's well, I do yeah. want to see Mahomes get frustrated because he starts having hissy fits, and I find it <laughs> I want to see him have hissy fits where he's fussing at everybody on the sideline. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. getting all angry mm-hmm. and all. And I'm like, boy, you look like a little biatch. Yeah, well, and I want to see him do it. Between yeah. 3 o'clock mm-hmm. and 10 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be mm-hmm. some serious football on TV. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But right. here's what? a drawback, though. Uh-oh. What's the but? Here's a drawback. Mm-hmm. After the game is over, both games is over, mm-hmm. in order to see mm-hmm. football, you got to wait two weeks for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right? Oh, so you got to wait. Today is, what, 26? Yeah, well, that's just a bunch of rich motherfuckers running around. Oh, that's flag. And they're now, playing flag it? football. They ain't yeah, even playing that's not no even tackle. Real football anymore. So you're gonna have to wait from the 28th of January until the 11th of December. So yeah, they might as well just play hide and seek now. Yeah, it's not real. You mean February 11th? <laughs> February 11th, not December 11th. Yeah, yeah, February 11th. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And uh, okay. and that don't and that don't come until 6 p.m. Six thirty-two. Exactly. Mm. So you got to wait all. all right. You wait two weeks, then you got to wait all day. All so right. we'll see what happens. Y'all will be all right. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're coming back with the weird news on the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. Welcome back to John Party One Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. The red one. I'm going darling. And it's now time for the weird news. And mm-hmm. I've got the first one for you. And yeah, it's a crazy one. Papa Didi said I'm in pole position. All right. Mm-hmm. I've got one out of Kentucky. Kentucky City beams messages into space inviting extraterrestrial visitors to come to Kentucky. This is out of Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, A Kentucky city has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to to promote tourism. The Lexington Convention and Visitors Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite extraterrestrial travelers. The first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. Mm. That's our famous bluegrass, the message begins. Then it goes on to describe the gentle rolling hills and the horse farms and the bourbon before suggesting places to stay and eat and shop. They want E.T. to come to Kentucky. So the idea of the campaign came from a recent UFO revelation and advances into deep space uh, imaging that has fueled the belief that we're not alone in the universe. And the Visitors Bureau said in a statement this month that, you know, this is the direction that they were going to go in. So the agency said they work with scientists and scholars to beam the message toward potentially habitable planets in the TRAPPIST-1 solar system 40 light years away from Earth. So they actually got scientists involved in this. Uh, The effort was led by Lexington native Robert Lauder, who's an expert computer engineer, astrobiologist, and he's part of the search for interrestrial intelligence. Um, And the message was sent with FAA approval, and it has a coded bitmap image. They say the bitmap is the key to all of it, according to the linguistics expert, Dr. Andrew Bird. So they really put a lot of effort and energy into this. They beam this thing 40 light years away into possibly inhabitable planets with a bitmap, and they included imagery in the bitmap representing elements of life, iconic Lexington Hills, molecular structure for water, bourbon, and even dopamine, dopamine because they said Lexington is all about fun. Now, they do believe it would take a while to get an answer, because the agency said that it might take 40 years to even reach its target, and it might take another 40 years to even get a response, if they even get a response. 
But the agency says earthly travelers are also invited to visit Lexington, Kentucky. What is wrong with you? I'm curious as to how much money did y'all spend on this campaign? You yeah. did all this with the bitmap and the scientists and all of this oh, to beam oh. it 40 light years. You know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> White people. Oh. That's all I'm saying. White people. Sound, sound like that crazy cruise that they want to be on for three years. Who does that? That was a hoax. That was crazy. <laughs> Some wild stuff. Ooh. But all yeah. right. Uh, let's see. Who's up? Cattle, you're next. <laughs> Your weirdness. No, this this one's strange. This one, this one is weird. The world's smallest escape room is a coffin. Not not doing it. You can kiss my, you know what? <laughs> this is in Barcelona. The the, uh, the fear of being buried alive and trapped in a coffin haunted writer Edgar Allan Poe's characters, and has now inspired what is built as the world's smallest escape room. A mortuary theme experience not suitable for claustrophobic. Of course not. I'm not getting in that damn thing. Uh-uh. Um, the live action puzzle game developed by a Spanish company, Horrorbox, okay, is called um, tele- Telepathy, a reference to a medical condition um, easily mistaken for death. Participants have 30 minutes to free themselves from an inside coffin by solving puzzles through teamwork with their partner in a neighboring casket. They communicate via uh, loudspeakers. They are monitored over closed-circuit TV cameras by a game master uh, who divine escape rooms as a gem for the mind. She said the attraction is aimed to recreate a situation that sooner or later will all experience your own funeral. Uh-uh, not before my time, damn it. Miriam Castella, 22-year-old actress selected by the company to demonstrate the game, acknowledged she felt a little bit scared after the coffin's lid closed, of course. Her partner in the demonstration, 39-year-old dancer, Carlos, said he had taken part in about 15 escape rooms before but described this this experience as unique. While booking their tickets, players can customize several aspects including the type of casket or whether they want to be cremated in a blaze, virtual flame, and artificial smoke. What is wrong with people? These people crazy. They claim this, this particular game draws inspiration from the fear of being buried alive. Just my buried alive ass. I'm not doing no stupid ass shit like this. Excuse my language. I don't cuss too much, but that's some stupid shit this is some more crazy white people stuff. Because I don't think be, you're going to get any black people to do this. I mean, I Papa Didi, do you think black people would do this? Not at all. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. That's crazy. What is wrong with these folks? Believe it, believe it, that's all. That's my, my crazy ass weird news. That was weird. Oh. Yeah. You got that it, is weird. <laughs> Okay, over to you, Papa Didi. You got the last one. What's your weird news? Well, this talks about, and reading it over here, a team was uh, taping fish to uh, ATM machines and police cards. Now, it doesn't say how big the fish was or whatever, but they were taping fish 
<laughs> to ATM. I guess that's. I guess you want to get people's attention. Ooh, Go ahead and tape a nasty, stinking ass fish to an ATM machine and to a police car. So, um, this is a teenage boy in a place called Provo, Utah. Mm. I never knew it was such a town. Facing charge after Leslie taping fish to various ATMs in the city and even a police car. And of course, the fishy behavior was all documented on social media. You know how they do. If it's good to them, they're going to film it. Authorities at the Provo Police Department alleged that the unnamed 17-year-old was responsible for about a dozen taping incidents between August and October, according to Salt Lake City uh, affiliates. One photo showed three fish taped to a police car, according to Salt Lake City uh, Police Department. Mm. Authorities told uh, the TV station they suspect the fish taping was done in innocent fun. Okay. Yeah, they already being it was Utah. Being it was Utah, they knocked it down to innocent innocent fun. Being they have a recollection that it was probably a Caucasian that did it. Oh, no. They just was crazy as he is. Yeah, he was an unnamed seventeen year old responsible for the situation, so it was done in innocent fun. But uh they charged a team with two misdemeanor counts for causing property damage in De- and in December, mainly because cleaning up the fish the police said was starting to cost money. Every place they found fish, it was tripping, <laughs> raw-ass fish, stinking. Then after the team was referred to juvenile court, oh, the case man. was officially closed because nobody else was doing it after they caught him, so he's your man. So. Oh, my God. But then they say that the, the fish taping photos were uploaded to an Instagram account, which has a tagline, live, laugh, and tape fish to ATMs and police cars. And then at the end of the story, it says, no fish were harmed in the process. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How the fuck you going to put fish, you're going you gonna to tape fish to ATM machines and police cars and, cl- and claim no fish were harmed That's crazy. In, the, in the process? What, they, they now they can breathe above fucking water? That's crazy. So They just said that to make the shit sound good at the end, but that was bullshit. Oh, my goodness. Well, we had three really weird news stories tonight. All these folk are crazy. And I bet he was Caucasian, too. Without a doubt. That's why they said it was innocent fun. He was having fun. He's a kid. He's having fun. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. What is wrong with okay. these people? Mm. I'm telling you, they're crazy. They're wild. Mm-hmm. Tape and fish the ATM machine. I mean, he really had to be bored. Hey, where you get the fish from? You want to run around and tape fish? Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. And then uh, we're coming back with, uh, I'm just saying, on the other side of the break, you're listening to a Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party adult online radio talk show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City. And what's poppin'? Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast. 
6 p.m. on the website. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. Don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call him room service. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa D.M. here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, Lord. That was some crazy stuff. All right, we're ready for uh, red wine, but I'm just saying. Take it away. Thank you very much. Tonight, I'm just saying, you changed your tune real quick. Um, Let me just start by asking, what is up? with Republican Senator Tim Scott. Now, this man is the only black Republican senator, and now, apparently, he's lost the rest of his mind. Now, remember when Tim Scott was running for president against Trump, and he told us all these negative things about Trump. Trump didn't need to be in office, and he was the the best candidate, and all of this stuff. But just the other night, Tim Scott stood right up behind Trump and proclaimed his actual love for the man. Now, this happened when Trump was rambling on about how much Tim Scott must hate Nikki Haley. And instead of Tim Scott manning up for the woman who was instrumental in getting him the position as a senator, he did the opposite and said, actually, I just love Trump. And, of course, Trump was loving it. The audience was eating it up with a spoon. It was disgusting. And he looked like such a turncoat, dumb Uncle Tom. I I was so just disgusted with that man. I've never been a fan of his before, but that performance, that did it for me. And I thought, oh, my God, you are so eager to kiss Trump's behind. Why don't you just put your whole head up in there? Because you're not that far from it at this point. I mean, this man changed his tune real quick. And it was not like I had any high expectations for Tim Scott, but I did at least expect him to act like a man. Could you just pretend? to still have enough testosterone that you could have stood up to Trump when he said, oh, you must really hate Nikki Haley. Do you really? If you do, then own it. But you let Trump put that that line on you, and instead of you defending it or disputing it, you're going to turn around and say, I, I just love Trump. You look like a old plantation slave up there when Master says something stupid and you say, I just love Master. That's what it looked like to me. It was ridiculous. You made my stomach turn. Now, this guy's only claim to fame is that he was raised by a single mom. Every time he gets in the microphone, that's what he goes with. I was raised by a single mom. Well, guess what? You and about two or three million other or 10 million other Plenty of people were raised by a single mom. And granted, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do, but you're not unique in that respect. So you can stop waving your banner of raised by a single mom 
like it makes you some kind of special. You're not special because of that. I, I just get tired of him talking about, I was raised by a single mom. Why don't you let your mom run for something? She probably got more backbone than you do with your little weaselly self. And I remember seeing him in his campaign when he was running for president. That's when he brought out his token white woman. He had this girlfriend that nobody had seen before. I don't know if she was new or what. But all of a sudden, here comes this woman that looks like she stepped out of Vogue magazine. And I'm like, really, Tim? This is your girlfriend? So, like I said, I don't know if this was a new acquisition for him. But, okay, now you touting this white woman all over the place to let everybody see yeah I got a woman I got a girl I got a girl okay fine you got a girl good for you Tim Scott all I'm saying is that for you to have turned on Nikki Haley the way you did that woman like I said was instrumental in you getting the job you have and you completely threw her under the bus so you could stick your head up Trump's behind do you really think Trump is going to let you be his running mate? Is that what you think? Is that what you're doing all this for? Because then you're a bigger fool than I thought you were. Trump will never have you as his running mate. It's not going to happen. He would have a, a woman before he would pick you. So if that's what you think, do you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, did y'all see him on uh, that interview with Gail? Gail King on uh, CBS, he got up there then and tried to act like he's such a good Christian. Now he's up there talking about, oh, uh, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And I, Gail said, well, what is it that you want to do? He said, I just want to be a child of God. That's all I want to do. And I'm like, really, Tim? Now, before you talked all that negative stuff about Trump, now you want to be such a good Christian. Boy, bye. Go sit down with your Uncle Tom self. You and Clarence Thomas can go get in the same boat and put a big old hole in the middle and let it sink. The two of you together. All I'm saying is if you change your tune that quick, that shows me you don't really know what you want to do, who you want to be, or whose side you're really on. And that means you can't be trusted. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Get off of Tim Scott. That was a good one. Um, it's funny uh, that um, you talked about it because they were talking about it on the radio today, and uh, somebody mentioned, well, we haven't seen uh, what's his name, Graham, the Graham guy. We haven't seen his wife. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we never saw his wife. Him taking his wife out to dinner, nothing like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lindsey Graham's fictional wife. Mhm. Yeah. They've been together since who knows when. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I'm mm-hmm. saying is, where is she? I mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. seen her. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a picture of them. Have you ever seen Lindsey Graham's wife, Papa Didi? Never. See, I think uh, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. But <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, don't keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Over to All you, right. Papa Didi. Living for the city. What's happening in the city? Well, you know, I don't know if you guys heard about it um, up in the Philadelphia area over the last couple of days. 
But this little young boy, man, this little young cat, about 17 years old, escaped from uh, from the damn police custody. He was in juvenile court for murder or accessory to murder or something to that effect. And he took him to Children's Hospital for a hand injury. His boy gets to Children's Hospital. Nobody got any restraints on him. As soon as the cops turned they turned their back, he was gone. <laughs> they showed him when they were trying to use the phone inside of one of the buildings in General Children's Hospital, but then he was gone, and he still ain't found his ass. Mm-hmm. They found the person who he called and gave him a ride over there to uh, Kensington, where all the dope and everything is, you know. This and the little boy looked like he looks like a little boy, and the mother saying, "Turn yourself in." Well. My question to the mother is, how did your son get so fucked up in 17 years? <laughs> and he'd been in juvenile court since he was 14 years old. That's so then question. you claim you don't know where he is. Lawyer claimed he don't know where he is. And and the boy is still a child, in my opinion. He'd been in juvie court since 14. Then he tried some type of sexual assault on this girl, him and this guy. And all of a sudden, when it went, went south, they ended up shooting her and killing her in the back alley somewhere. Oh, no. So now they're trying to get, you know, or put him in jail. But now he's gone. They take him to the hospital with no restraints on him. Then the cops turn their head as he allegedly goes in the emergency room to be waited on. That motherfucker went in the front door, came in the back door, because nobody stopped him. Yeah. And now he's gone, and now they got a fugitive loose. You know, he's only 17 years old, looks like a kid, and... It's something the mother saying, well, turn yourself in. And the lawyer said, turn yourself in. He ain't listening to one of them motherfuckers. He's boy already gone. Once he jumped, he he had some friends that came and got him, took him somewhere else, and Lord knows, all they got to do is get on a train or something and keep it going, get go over in Camden somewhere and get lost. You know, plus with all the immigrants coming to the world today, shit, you can blend in next to them. Wow. So, yeah, little young boy, 17 years old, escaped from, well, he went to, escaped from juvenile, they took him to the hospital, and he just separated himself from the police and was out. And he still ain't found his ass. So if you pulled up online, you know, young boy escaped from Children's Hospital. I'm sure he's still loose, unless they captured him over the last few hours. I wasn't in touch with what was going on, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just walk away. And this happened where? In Philadelphia. Okay. Philadelphia. At Children's Hospital. They took him from juvenile wow. court to Children's Hospital, and the motherfucker mm-hmm. snuck away from the cops. They were somewhere smoking cigarettes and eating donuts and shit. <laughs> and his ass was gone. That's, that's almost bad as an incident happened in, in, in D.C. that... Um, he had some problems, so uh, EMT came to pick him up, but then you're going to try to uh, fight the EMTs and, um, or shoot the EMTs. He ended up getting the cop gun or something and um, mm-hmm. trying to shoot the EMT to try to help him. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Mental issues here. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. you'll hear. I'm it's sure Edward going to make national news once they. Mm. He's going to end up with his picture in the post office. America's mm. most wanted. Wow. All right, Papa Diddy. Well, we'll keep it moving. Right. I guess they'll find him eventually. 
Okay. All righty. Well, let's see. Are we going to take a break before we go to the Hollywood wrap-up? Oh, yeah. I'll take a little piece All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at A Pajama Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, uh, Papa D. Dave, you have a kettle. Hello. And bonsoir. Right. <laughs> okay, bonsoir. <laughs> bonsoir. All right, let's get ready for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. Cue mm-hmm. music, Papa Didi. You know, when they say Hollywood, Hollywood, you know where that comes from? Where did that come from? That comes from an old... Oh, it's an old movie, isn't it? It's an old movie <laughs> based on a cry out where he says, "Here I come to save the day." Mm-hmm. It's the same. Oh, okay. you, know? oh. you remember that term, "Here I come to save the day"? Yeah. You know who said that? That was Mighty Mouse. No, it wasn't Mighty Mouse. It was Underdog. <laughs> At the Sweet Polly said, "Help! Help! Help!" Oh. <laughs> no, I'm probably too young for that. Okay. But underdog, he yeah, was uh, <laughs> he was in love with uh, Sweet Polly Purebred. Okay. She oh, was okay. a dog also. Mm-hmm. She was a poodle. He was a dog. Underdog was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> not in that, not in that capacity. Uh, so you, think, <laughs> you think the dog is? <laughs> You think it's a dog is fucking a human? No, I was envisioning something else when you yeah, said you were. it was a dog. No, I was thinking like an ugly Underdog woman. was a dog and Sweet Polly Purebred oh, was no. a dog. Oh, you said she was a dog. I thought she meant she was a dog. Go on YouTube and pull up the Underdog oh, cartoon. Okay, well, can we do the Hollywood wrap-up? Uh, uh, <laughs> As it goes. Okay. Hollywood, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, Hollywood. Right. Here I come to save the day. Okay, here we go. Same tone. Thank you, right. Papa. <laughs> he had too much gin or something, but he had that cocktail. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, it's official. Tayana Taylor is about to walk on by into this iconic, highly anticipated biopic, Dion Warwick. Hmm. In an Instagram post, the producer Damon Elliott shared that the upcoming film has now been funded and has a shoot day set. 
In a separate post sharing the news, Taylor expressed her excitement over the new development and thanked Warwick for trusting her to bring her story to life. Kudos to her. Um, she's also played in A Thousand and One. That was a recent uh, movie. And um, she was on The Masked Singer as well. Um, so she's a rapper slash actress. So um, kudos to her. Um, let's see. Um, also, Netflix is pulling the plug. Halle Berry, Halle Berry. Why are they pulling the plug on Halle Berry? Um, this science thriller that she was uh, supposed to be in is called Mothership. Um, Netflix said they're pulling the plug. Um, they said they had to do reshoots. Um, a whole lot of different things they had to redo. Um, so more money, more money. So they felt if, if the money was bleeding, the studio. So uh, that was one of the main reasons why they pulled the plug. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, that's interesting. Uh, once things are greenlit, they don't pull the plug too often. But, um, you know, if someone else comes in that role, boy, Halle Berry, you better watch out. She might be doing some suing, so they better watch out. Yeah. Um, also in the news, Coleman Domingo. Uh, he is very popular this year. He, um, of course, was in The Color Purple with Fantasia and uh, Daniel Brooks. Uh, he also played in the movie called Rustin. Uh, it's based on um, a gentleman by the name of Bayard Rustin. He was advised to Martin Luther King Jr. III. Um, he dedicated his life um, to the quest for racial equality. Um, however, as an openly gay black man, he um, is all about, um, he was trying to, they were trying to erase him from the civil rights movement, um, and he helped build um, that particular uh, you know, era, civil rights in that time. Um, but he was pushed back in the forefront. And also, he is um, in an upcoming musical film on the life of the legendary singer um, Nat King Cole. I was like, okay, homeboy, you're doing a lot this year. But uh, I'm glad. It's called Lights Out Nat King Cole. It's going to uh, premiere uh, the Playhouse in Los Angeles, Ruffin Playhouse in Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, kudos to him. He's, he's staying busy, I have to say. That's, that's a good thing. Also, um, had a chance to see Snoop Dogg. He was on the uh, Jay Hunt show today. Um, you know, he's going to do the Olympics um, this coming uh, July. Um, he's going to do the announcing on that. You know, him and Kevin Hart did the announcing before. And so um, the Olympics asked Snoop Dogg to um, the uh, Olympics, 2024 Olympics. I said, kudos to him. Also, he's in a new movie called um, The Underdogs. The same scenario, he is a... Um, uh, coach, he becomes a coach, but he is a worn out um, football player that becomes a coach and is um, coaching some underdog students. So, um, yeah, it's called The Underdog. So, check it out. That's Snoop Dogg's new uh, movie, and, and check him out on the Olympics as well. Um, haven't heard of these two in a while Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And they attended the Bob Marley premiere 
in Jamaica. They went all the way to Jamaica. This biopic drama premieres on February the 14th in theaters, but uh, they went to a, 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 just a private screening. And uh, all right, man, kudos to them. I guess they were with um, some of Bob Marley's um, uh, kids and probably the grandkids and some more. You know, he had about, what, seven, eight children. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool for them to hang out with that. And, uh, okay. Let me see. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. That's it. Believe it, even that's all, folks. Oh, my girl. She gets Mary J. Blige. She is going to get um, from Urban One Honors. She is going to get the Icon Award, and that won't air until uh, next month. Kudos to her. All righty. Oh, I did see that uh, MC Light got a new boo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see that on Instagram. All right, man. Yeah. Do your thing. I, I don't know. I always thought that she was on the other side of the track, but hey, she fooled me. <laughs> you know what? I she did too. Me. But I saw this, uh, this nice looking man, and I thought, oh, okay. Well, okay. Good for her. Well, <laughs> oh, girl, do your both. thing. Yeah, Amen. I, I thought that too, but hey. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was her voice that was throwing everybody off. The way she talks, she has such a, her voice has a real macho overtone, you know. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's got her voice, you know, the way she talks. But I just thought, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just thought that, okay. Just the way but she carried herself, her. I guess, so to speak. <laughs> No, no just, not that. I, I don't know. Just something I just thought. I don't know. I guess just wrong assumption. Mm-hmm. But okay, let's uh go down to the kiss it list, Papa D. Kiss it list. Uh oh. Yeah. Can you break it down? What is the kiss it list? Yeah, people showing their butt, acting crazy, which is a never-ending process, and Trump been doing that all week. It just seemed like that that defamation case got him. Going. Oh yeah. I mean, he's out of control. Oh, we didn't even talk about that one. He uh, didn't that judge say that he has to pay that woman E E K E G? What's her name? E. Well, the jury. Oh, the jury. He supposed that they he's supposed to pay that. What is her name? Eighty-three million dollars. Carol or something? I don't know. Carol is in the name. But I know he got to pay her eighty-three. Million dollars. Where do they come hey. up with these figures on these these things? Well, you you have uh, you have the price, and then you have what they call punitive damages. Punitive oh, okay. have to cover covers everything that you may have missed. Everything you you know, it's the whole situation that you were put in completely, and you know they got him. He'll he'll be appealing it for a long time, but. That's why he wants to be president, because he want to get rid of all that shit. He want to find every loophole to put all that stuff to rest. So, But if he don't win in November, boy, he gonna, him and them KKK jokers going to raise hell. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. Who do we have on the kiss it list this week? 
Um, I'll start it out with the the Crumblies, Jennifer and her husband. That's the parents of the 15-year-old that uh, shot those people outside of Detroit in the high school. The young man who shot and killed four people. The parents were totally irresponsible and did not do what they needed to do to um, look out for that young man. And now they're on trial. So I've got Jennifer Crumbly and Mr. Crumbly on the kiss it list. Um, also, the superintendent of the school that is, uh, that, God, where is it? Uh, Texas. The school in Texas, the young man who uh, was suspended for the dreadlocks. Yeah. I'm putting that school and uh, the superintendent of that school in Texas, they are on the kiss it list. Uh, Tim Scott is definitely on the kissing list with his no backbone trunk behind kissing oh. self. Oh, boy. That's serious. What, he, what, <laughs> what Tim Scott was saying when Trump was at that podium, when he was behind him, and don't leave out uh, Swami Swami, he was back there, too, kissing all kind of ass. Oh, yeah. And it was just what Tim Scott said. Well, I love you, and I, I'm like, what the fuck am I? I just love Trump. What is? Where did all this kumbaya <laughs> shit come from? And see, but but Tim Scott oh, admitted it. Tim Scott said that he has not applied for a job since he was 23 years old. That means he's been making free money. And he's proud of this. And he's mm. fucking proud of it. Because he thinks mm-hmm. people love him mm-hmm. so much because he learned to hang around black people and he looked <laughs> ignorant as fuck. Yeah. He's got an overbite that's out of this world. You know what I mean? Up there, scanning and grinning. I'm like, I just love Trump. I'm like, you step and fetch it as house negro. Plantation. Plantation coon. fucking coon. Oh, damn. I can't take it. He was a mess. He was a fucking mess. Also, the people that are still tripping over the director of the Barbie movie not getting nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. All of y'all oh, that yeah. are tripping over that, y'all are on the kids. Commercial now. ass fucking movie. Let it go. That movie was, that movie, mm-hmm. and I, if it didn't get nominated, it didn't. Okay? I was watching that movie. I think I saw it on, I think I saw it on HBO or some shit or whatever it was on. I'm watching that movie. Mm-hmm. I said, man, they spent all this time. Man, how the fuck do people spend a billion dollars going to see that bullshit? <laughs> and I tried my best to try to figure out something I liked about it. I'm saying this fucking Caucasian-based bullshit with a couple token-ass Negroes sprinkled here and there had no significance on anything. And ah, I was just, I was throwing the fuck up in the balcony. It was crazy. I, yeah. Oh Lord. And you know what? You know who I want to put on the kissing list, too? Okay. Is that fucking Bill Belichick. Ah, Bill Belichick. The coach of the New England mm-hmm. Patriots. Ex-coach. He's gone, right. isn't he? He's yeah. gone. His ass mm-hmm. went away. There was ten vacancies up for jobs. He didn't get mm-hmm. none of them. Mm-hmm. None of them. He swore he was going to get that Atlanta job, but they had to get that to a black man. 
how you gonna give a fucking New England person a job in in ATL? They knew that. That owner said, "Man, we can't bring your white ass to Atlanta." Are you kidding me? They didn't mm-hmm. want him. And he didn't. He didn't get a job. There's two more jobs left open. That's the Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. And he not gonna get because nobody didn't want nobody like him coming here taking no control. That man was down mm-hmm. there. Kraft was glad to get rid of him because Kraft said he's a bully. Kraft said, "They don't you. want that." He'd been in that stadium for over 20 years. Kraft said, "Look, we're gonna make a mutual agreement for you to leave." Now, pack up your fucking Mayflower truck and get all that bullshit out of my stadium. You've been there for 20 mm-hmm. fucking years. Get to step in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take you and your mm-hmm. non-speaking attitude up out of here. You've been there since 2004, and you got everything from soup to nuts packed in my goddamn stadium. Go get you a U-Haul, <laughs> a Mayflower truck, and what's the other one? Atlas. Mm-hmm. Fucking what else they got? Goddamn, you know, uh, budget fucking get somebody. Uh, Pinsky. Mm-hmm. Anything you can get. Get it out of here. Get that shit out of my damn building. Oh, also, we have to put Trump on the list. Trump's been talking so much smack, it's been ridiculous. He gets up in these podiums and has these so-called rallies. All he does is ramble. He got up there and confused Nikki Haley with, um, uh, what's her name, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi. I'm like, man, he is really starting to lose it. Yeah, he's pissed because he thinks that, you know, them people may start falling for him, for her, you know. And then he threatened the people that are donating to Nikki Haley's campaign. Yeah, you won't be invited back to the mega empire. The like, mega camp. The mega camp. Yeah, all like, of you that donate to Nikki Haley's campaign will not be invited into the mega camp. Like that's some Like, kind what of, does that mean? What no. is it, a club now? Yeah, is that where the motherfucking crosses are being burnt? <laughs> He's a sick <laughs> man. Um, there's something really wrong with him, I'm telling yeah. you. All right, anybody else for this week's Kiss It List? Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene with her crazy ass. Oh, yeah, she's always on there. Uh, mm. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. Mm. He's probably still sending migrants up north without any authorization. Yeah, them bus drivers, put them motherfuckers on the list. Yeah. But they don't want to drive them up here. Instead of them pulling over somewhere and letting them people off, he, they found directions to the team. No, I have to drop you off in New York. That is my order. Man, drop them off. As long as you don't bring them back to Texas, you don't give a fuck. Job. Abbott don't give a fuck. You can go five miles away and drop them bitches off in Louisiana. He wouldn't give a fuck. Where you dropped them? Okay, know? well, that's everybody for this week's list. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, one more for Kettle. All of those talking heads in D.C. that keep talking about the problem with the violence that aren't doing anything but talking. Yeah. Yeah. All of them, you're on the kissing list. Okay. Now, we got something special for everybody on this week's kissing list. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh, you can kiss my country ass. 
All right. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for the last word. And Papa Didi, you're up first. What's your last word? Well, I'll tell you what. The last word is them sorry-ass U.S. Marshals in Philadelphia to allow that boy to get away. Mm. That was a juvenile. He was a juvenile since he was 13 years old. Took him to Prestige Children's Hospital because he was only 17. And that motherfucker slipped out of their hands and he's in there being convicted for an accessory of murder. Mm. That was a... Talk about pie in your fucking eye. The boy wasn't that. in restraints. He wasn't in handcuffs. Wasn't, just letting the motherfucker walk the street like he was just on a day out. Mm. He done talked to people so much of a juvenile court... They got the, they done befriend his ass. And he's gone now. At 17 years old, you ain't catching that motherfucker. Not the average looking black motherfucker that could just throw a hood on. All you do is buy a hoodie and a baseball cap and put a mask on his face. You won't know who the fuck he is, right? Mm-hmm. In the world we live today with everybody wrapped up for COVID. Yeah. You know, so he's gone. Mm. Yeah, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, my last word is be true to yourself. Everybody's not going to like you, so don't worry about trying to conform and be what people want you to be or what you think they want you to be. Just be who you are. Be true to yourself. It's too bad Tim Scott doesn't know how to do that, but be true to yourself. And that's my last word. Just be true to yourself. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, like you said, these uh, high officials here, the new police chief, uh, soon to be ex-mayor, he's going to be ousted out soon, um, y'all need to stop BSing and, and, and do something. Get off your A-double-S's and do something out here on these streets. This vandalism, the carjacking, innocent people getting killed. Is getting out of hand. It has gone beyond that. And, you know, just do something. Just get up off your AWS and do something. That's, that's my last word. All righty. Well, that'll do it for us for this edition of the Pajama Party Show. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. So, uh, say goodnight, Papa Dee. Good night, everybody. Uh, say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. And this is Red Wine saying goodnight until we meet again next Friday night and we'll do it all over again. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. Yabiko. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Cool, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. It's a summer party. Won't it?
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.